Fiends and Horror Hounds, this is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm ready to put on some Limp biscuit, put my Jinko jeans on, you know, put on some Etnies. It's about time. Oh, God. Like, this was, like, me discovering, like, hey, look, my chemical romance, romance is a thing. Like, I'm not okay either. But I'm, like, <laughs> in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, dude, so... This is an interesting decade for horror. So we're doing, like we did, if you remember, we did a top 25 80s list. We're doing top 15 2000s. What we mean by that is 2000 to 2009. We're not counting past that. Exactly. And this is an interesting decade for horror the more I look at it. You know, a lot of people talk shit on the 90s, like the 90s killed horror for like a decade and all that stuff. Not true. Not true at all. It was this decade. Yeah, I was going to say 2000s is probably one of, like, especially doing this list, mine came together extremely fast. As soon as you said, like, let's do 2000s next. And I was like, okay, but I only want to do 15 because I cannot think of 25 movies I like enough to put on a list from the 2000s. I mean, I could do it, but then I'm, like, putting stuff on, like, do I really believe this belongs on here? And now these movies I did pick, I really do like a lot. But that's... Pretty much it. Uh, my last one that I put on my list um, is definitely one that was like, I need 15, and I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, this is interesting, because this one, I don't know what your list is going to be. Like, you knew my number one last time. That was obvious. This one, I'm really curious. Maybe we're going to line up 100%. I don't know. I think we're going to have a lot of the same. Okay. Well, would you like to kick it off this time? Sure. Um, my number 15, the one that I just said, like, I just put on there because I needed 15, and this was the next one that I liked the most, I guess, was Freddy vs. Jason. Okay. Um, Very good. We've covered it. It was a episode 50 for us. Yeah, it was. it's an okay movie. The fight at the end is basically what it's all about, but even that is, like, now watching it, because I'm not a wrestling fan anymore, really. Like, it just seems like a wrestling match. So I'm just like, eh. Like, yeah, I remember this time of movie, like, and it's all the new metal stuff, which never was a fan of. Oh, dude, I, I learned what band it was that did the opening song. We couldn't think of it. It wasn't Mudvayne, it was Spineshank. <laughs> That's even worse. What is that? <laughs> we do get Slipknot in the closing credits, though. I always did love Slipknot. I like Slipknot. Some of their stuff. But yeah, Ronnie Yu was given this movie that they tried to make for so long, and he fucked it up, kind of. At least he got Robert England back. They didn't immediately recast him as well. But it should have been Kane. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we talked about that. It's a shame it wasn't. But I don't know. I think I like this movie a little more than you. But I agree with all the terrible stuff in it. You are correct. I think it just holds such a nostalgic place in my heart yeah. that I like it a little more. Well, the fact that it exists, it's like, okay, it, it at least deserves to be on the list for that. Yeah. Also, real quick, because I realize not everybody might have listened. These are just our top 15, not saying best or worst or anything like that. Exactly. This is just like my top 15, Greg of the Dead's top 15. Okay. All right. Well, my number 15. Yes. Land of the Dead. Okay, nice. Uh, Kind of the forgotten Romero zombie movie. I really like it a lot. I don't think it touches his other of the deads, but... It's still Romero's zombie movie, and I still have a great time when I watch it. Yeah, it's one I haven't revisited in a while, and I've been meaning to and, like, wanting to, but I have it on DVD. I guess at some point we'll do it for the show, but, um, yeah, I remember liking yeah, it exactly. okay, but I haven't watched it in so long that I can't, like, 100% say yes or no. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, well into the apocalypse, and... People like kind of reform society around zombies, but yeah. not Walking Dead style, like still cities and stuff like that. It's interesting. Those were worth a rewatch if you ever get to. Isn't it. Dennis Hopper in that? I can't answer that. I, I think if I said yes or no, I'd say this. It's been a while. I don't remember who's <laughs> all in it. Right. I do remember that there is a um. Was it uh, Simon Pegg and fuck? What's the other dude? Simon Pegg and His Edgar buddy. Wright. Yeah, the, no, Edgar Wright's in it. Oh, okay. not uh, not his friend who's in everything. It's the director. I thought that they were zombies. They were zombies that like that they were doing target practice on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's um Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. Yeah, but not 
his friend from the movie. Oh, yeah. okay. Not Nick Frost. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I see. Man, that was a long way around us <laughs> trying to say the difference between Nick Frost and Edgar Wright. My everyone, my brain is fried from today. I've had a very hard day, and it is very hot. So I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your 14 of the 2000s? Uh, Jennifer's Body, uh, a movie I saw Ooh. the first time for the podcast, one that I dismissed for a long time. And it's actually pretty decent. Oh, I love Jennifer's Body, man. And... Like we were joking with our whole intro talking about it, Jennifer's body encapsulates what it was like to be alive in that time more than any other movie ever, if you ask me. Yeah, it's definitely like not a lot of movies capture that little bit of like how many years was it actually like cool, I guess, like six, five, six years in there that like everyone was emo and that was the thing. Yeah, so it almost feels like a throwback, like, yeah. but no, it was just made during that time. Yeah, it's like the, how they do 80s movies now, or like, look at Stranger Things. It's like that, but for like 2009. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it was accurate, but you'd think it's something like that. Right. But my number 14, Hey Paul, American Psycho. Oh, very nice. I'm surprised it's that low. Dude, I like American Psycho a lot. It's not something that I'm in the fandom of, I guess you could say. I like American Psycho. I've watched it a couple times. I have it. But, like, it's not one that I love as much as everyone else. But still, it's the top 15 of this decade for me. Yeah. But, yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts on it. I think it's an excellent movie. Like, beautifully, like, well-made and, like, excellent like that. But, yeah, that's just mine. It's something about it doesn't hit the Greg meter yeah, for me. I get that. Like, and that, that's going to sound dismissive, because no, I really appreciate it, but yeah, that's just where it lands. Yeah. But I don't know how much I can say about American Psycho. I think it's something to be said about it, that people still debate this movie on what's <laughs> real and what's not. Or now, if you look at Reddit, like, Patrick Bateman has become, like, this, like, whole new, like, zen of meme, of, like, it's, like, the tough guy going to go get the job done, or, like, shit like that, where, like, I don't know if they know the movie or not. Dude, I love the ironic American Psycho fans almost more than American Psycho fans. Yeah. Uh, what do you got for 14? Uh, 13. Wait, 13, yes. I'm still used to last time. I went first. Um, tr- a trauma movie. Ooh. A Citizen Toxie, The Toxic Avenger Part 4, directed by Lloyd Kaufman. Excellent. Holy shit, I love this movie. Uh, it's just all the sleaze that you always love with trauma. And this one has, like, everybody in it. There's two Toxic Avengers. Um, Mayor Goldberg is Ron Jeremy. He's in that. Stan Lee's in this. Uh, Sergeant Kabuki Man's in this. Two of him. Um, yes. God, uh, there's uh, Corey Feldman's in this. Holy shit. Uh, James Gunn's in it. <laughs> Um, it's such a fun, fucked up, weird movie. Like, I love it. It's like this weird superhero movie before that was the thing to riff on. Yeah, definitely. And that's kind of what Toxic Avengers always been. Uh, fun fact on this movie that I can throw out. Um, Chris Jericho, world famous pro wrestler, big horror fan involved in a lot of stuff, podcaster, you know, he just signed to the WWE from WCW. His first time he ever met with Vince McMahon was Vince McMahon pushing a contract over to him and kind of going, huh, it's your first day and they already w- want you for the movies. And Lloyd Kaufman looked down the <laughs> roster because he wanted a wrestler for the movie and wanted Chris Jericho. It didn't end up happening, but that's just a oh. fun little tidbit. So did Lloyd make a cameo with Vince? I have no idea oh, how okay. that went down. Okay, I didn't know if he was like actually on the show. <laughs> oh no, this was... This is behind-the-scenes stuff. This oh. wasn't on the television or anything. Okay, I figured with Vince, everything's going to be like, we're putting it on the air! <laughs> oh, no, this was like Chris starting and everything, having his first meeting with the boss and everything, and that went down. Oh, nice. Uh, my number 13 is Cabin Fever. Okay, I, a movie that I do enjoy. Yeah, look, people talk shit on this movie all the time, and I do think it's ridiculous they remade it like seven years later. Yeah. But, man... I think this is one an excellent movie, and it's a horror movie about a sickness, which in our times doesn't seem that far-fetched, but at the time I think it was kind of genius for Eli Roth to pull this off. Like, a sickness that makes your body, like, melt and just fall apart pretty much, and lots of, like, quarantining and how do we contain it and stuff like that, where is it coming from? I thought this movie's kind of, 
I hate myself for saying this. I think it's kind of genius, Cabin Fever. Well, it is also hilarious, because you got, like, the park ranger, the cop, I forget who it was, where he's like, just everyone go back inside, have a 40, keep partying. You're fine. <laughs> Dude, I thought he wasn't a cop, for real. I thought there was some twist where he was just some weird guy who wasn't a cop, but no, he's just the cop. Yeah. And also, you said it right there in your description. It's a melt movie, which immediately gets on my radar of like, oh, it's disgusting. There's one scene that me telling it here doesn't do justice if you haven't seen Cabin Fever, but I still will. After this, two characters are sure they have it. There's a woman in the bathtub. I don't know why in this moment, but shaving her leg. Yeah. And because it like makes your skin come off and everything I'm like ah i don't know something about that scene is disgusting and just vile to me and i love it it's like i need to shave my legs right away i just found out i have a virus oh no i'm bleeding <laughs> yeah i didn't the the whole why is she doing it is not lost on me but still anything to get that shot in yeah <laughs> all right what do you got uh my number 12 is my name is bruce Oh, okay, the Bruce Campbell where the evil things are actually coming after him thinking he's Ash? Yes, the movie directed by Bruce Campbell. Okay. He I won't the... lie. Yeah. Never saw it, though. It's it's really funny. Yeah, I've always meant to, but I always thought it was more just spoof than anything else. I didn't realize Bruce directed it, too. Oh, Bruce directed it. Um, The set is built in his backyard. He built it in his backyard to, like, keep prices down. Oh, dude, I always saw some, like cheesy fan thing that somehow landed Campbell for. I never realized it was, like, his project. Yeah. No, it's actually him, and it's fucking funny as hell. Like, it's just, like, a super fan is like, oh my god, uh, there's, like, some kind of evildoer. Who do I call? And he, like, literally reaches in the back of his car and pulls out a tape of the evil dead, and he's like, yes, he is the savior. And it's 100% like Ash versus Evil Dead. He like, goes and knocks on his trailer door that he lives in. <laughs> So it's Evil Dead Fright Night. Yeah, kinda. Okay. It's really good. It's funny. I recommend it. I will definitely check that out. That sounds cool. My number 12 is a very high up werewolf movie for me, and that's Ginger Snaps. Okay, a movie that I just saw, I think, a year ago, and I actually did like as well. Oh, I think Ginger Snaps is great. It's like... Kind of along the same lines as, like, a Jennifer's Body or a Carrie or something like that. But, werewolf. I don't yeah. know. Dude, these these two sisters are the most depressed, I hate myself and want to die, like, teenagers ever exist. To the point, I, like, you know, they're like the disciples of Kurt Cobain <laughs> generation. So I was surprised it was 2000s and not 90s when I was looking it up. I And... I bet you almost everybody knew kids that were like this. That now they, oh, yeah. I know my kid that was like this now sells like real estate. It's wild, isn't it? How that happens? Yeah. The other one, right after high school, never heard from again. Don't know what happened to him. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bleak movie, but with enough like. I don't want to say comedy, but kind of wit to it to keep it along without just making you feel depressed like a hereditary. Yeah, I would recommend watching it. I've watched it only one time with Joe Bob. He showed it, and I liked it a lot, so. Oh, for sure. What do you got? Uh, I think Eleven is next, and I have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Oh, good pick. Did Have you watched it recently? Uh, It's been probably a couple years. Because I'm not talking down on your pick. I revisited it not too long ago and did not like it as much as I remembered liking it. Really? So I was curious how yours was. Yeah. I just remember loving the sheriff so much. The sheriff is honestly the best character in that. And I say best, <laughs> you know, the way I say it. Yeah. But, like, it's kind of an odd movie. And I'm not saying bad or good for me. Like, at all. Like, it's a very different movie. Well, it definitely feels like dirty like after you get done watching it you want to take a shower because everything's covered in mud they went like overboard on the griminess yeah i think the sheriff is more menacing than leatherface for sure in this movie oh yeah once again like everyone wants to build up leatherface as the big one of the series but in the really good movies that he's in he's kind of just like a thug that's in the background and like you have like this big bombastic guy you know, like the chef in the original or the sheriff in this one. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I know I've told you this story. I don't know if it was on the show or not, so apologies if I have. But, dude, so this movie came out in, what, 2003? Was uh, it? yes. So I was in, like, 6th or 7th grade or something like that. And we saw this movie as kids. It, you know, it was a, the big new horror movie. And that's about the age when a lot of kids start finding the horror and stuff they like. And we thought the footage at the end with the police <laughs> going down into the basement and Leatherface attacking them was real. Because it says based on a true story. And then that shot different. We swore to God, they showed Leatherface, the real Leatherface, murdering two cops on a movie. <laughs> I remember you telling me this, and I fucking loved it then. I fucking love that story. I'm ashamed to admit how long I probably thought that. But that's amazing that you're like, wow. Like, I wonder how much they paid those people's families to use this footage. Like, no, we want this to be real. <laughs> I mean, we didn't consider anything. No, of that, course not. Like, like, we all thought it. And that's like a cool little, like, legend with it for us. Like, and that made the movie, like, scarier. You know what I mean? Well, especially anytime you saw, like, based on a true story, it, it, and you're that little, you're going to be like, oh, shit, and, like, pay a little closer attention, having no idea what that actually means. Yeah, I think it was just the combination of the based on the true story and then, like, the found footage cam, another thing that makes you feel, like, real, at least yeah. back then, you know? I, like, that combination really got us. I love it so much when the hitchhiker girl pulls the gun out of somewhere and blows her oh, back yeah. of her head off and the camera goes through her head and then shows the reaction of everyone and then the head slumps over. Dude, I think that movie fucked me up a little bit because I remember having thoughts on that too. I'm like, yeah. you can keep a gun there? Yeah, exactly. Like, wow. Like, she doesn't yeah. take one and she takes both. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have watched that. Movie. Like, the horror I should have probably been watching there, like, could probably go away with like some of the campier Fridays or the Texas sequels or you know Fright yeah. Nights and stuff like that. Probably not the Platinum Dunes Texas. That's probably a bad like intro. I remember watching this extremely young as well, where I remember thinking like I shouldn't be watching this. Exactly. <laughs> but what you got next? Uh, next, a movie we already spoke on: Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, okay. Very nice. Everything we said, except a little less harsh me. I don't know. Something about Freddy vs. Jason. When I view it more as a camp movie, not yeah. camp, like killing camp counselor, but just like full on camp, I can like it more. Now, and I just basically consider it as uncanon. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's almost like a fan film that w that's official. Yeah, exactly. Like, basically, I, <laughs> it was just a shame to say, but like a compliment to these guys. I view it the same as like the Womp Stomp movies. Oh, I'll put Womp Stomp over this. No, I'm not saying in quality, yeah. but, like, as far as, like, continuity and stuff. Oh, like exactly. That, like, yes. I'm like, this is just a cool, like, what have Freddy and Jason fought? Like, that's <laughs> my thing. I don't tie it into the stories or anything like that. It is literally a what if. Yeah, and the, honestly, that even goes for both sides. That goes on my Friday side and my Nightmare side. Like, I'm just like, you know what? This is just a fun little story. We put these guys together and that's it. They got a bunch of stuff wrong, but, eh, whatever. Uh, that's why it's probably so low on my list, is because that guy shows up in it. <laughs> okay, what do you have for 10? Uh, thank you very much, it's Bubba Hotep. Oh, I love Bubba, Bubba Hotep. Oh yeah, uh, Don Coscarelli, who I'm a huge fan of, loved his book. I loved like reading the behind the scenes about all this. Um, funny as hell, we covered it, of course, so we, you can hear us go on and on about it, but it's uh, Elvis and Black JFK team up to take af to uh, go after a zombie mummy cowboy. Yeah, just describing that doesn't sound like it's real. No, it, and it sounds like this is not going to work. This is going to be horrible. It's amazing. Oh, it's so good. It's like, and even like if we even if we just take the horror out of this movie, it's kind of like a touching story, too. Like, of even if we take the Elvis kind of out of it, like, a man who used to be on top of the world who's now kind of just, like, waiting to die, like, having yeah. one final moment of, like, valor in his life. It's kind of like a great story. Where he was so low, where he's, like, gets a boner, and he's like, I haven't had a boner in two presidents. Yeah, exactly, and that's, like, an achievement. It's kind of, like I said, it makes you reflect on your own mortality and things like that. It's a great movie, though. Yeah, it is. All right, my number 10 is Planet Terror. Oh, okay, I have not seen that. 
Oh, then we're doing it then. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I really like Planet Terror. It was part of the whole Grindhouse double feature, which was Robert Rodriguez did Planet Ter- Terror and Tarantino did Death Proof. I have Death Proof. And... Oh, do you? Yeah, I have Death Proof. I have the other one. Okay. But Planet Terror to me, remember how we talked about, like when we were talking about Evil Dead, and we said, we knew the guy with the chainsaw hand before we ever saw Evil Dead. Like it was just an iconic image. Right. That was me seeing Rose McGowan with a machine gun leg. Oh, and it yeah. was that exact same thing for me. And, like, you take a zombie movie with a girl with no leg and they somehow attach a machine gun to it that she walks around on and shoots it. It's the same as Evil Dead. Hey, how does that work? Uh, don't think about it. So, yeah, I don't know. It's so over the top and ridiculous and really fun. Like, I've never seen the movie, but I can picture her, like, kind of, like, wobbling along on that gun leg. Like, I can visually yeah. see it in my head. Oh yeah, we're, we're gonna have to, I won't lie, consider throwing this around like the Halloween like super month that we're doing. Cool. So I've considered adding it to then. Okay. Alright, what do you have for your number nine? Um, the, the Friday the 13th remake. Oh, we just covered that as a recording. I don't know when this is going up. But yes. Yes. Uh, so you can hear us talk all about it in that episode. But, it, you know, it was a fun Friday the 13th movie. I remember seeing this in theaters. And there's a whole, like, awesome opening. And then everyone's clapping. And the guy stands up. He's like, that's just the fucking beginning. Like, that's ingrained in my brain. And me and my buddy were like, yeah! <laughs> you know what's funny? You've told me that story so many times that when I watch this movie now, when that title <laughs> card pops up... <laughs> I picture you saying, that guy said this every single time. <laughs> yes. But yeah, that guy is like, I'd have, I wish I would have been like, what's your name? Because I'm going to remember you until I'm 29. Like, do, do you think that guy has any idea that he's been on like a podcast that's like gone all over the world like a couple times? Like has been continually mentioned? He has no idea. No, he probably doesn't remember even saying it. This is like the fifth or sixth time I've brought him up. Yeah. <laughs> What was that, your number nine? Yep. My number nine, House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, that low. Dude, I love this movie. Like, this this to the top, I love all these ones now. But And I, I did mean to say this at the beginning. I, I said, once we hit, like, my number ten, you could have told me, oh, you put any of these as your number one, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Oh, really? Like, okay. honestly, all these ones at this point are all, like, pretty much the same level of quality for me. It was pretty hard for me to do so i tried to do my best my top three are that way yeah you could probably about interchange any of those yeah but like basically 10 to 1 for me i'm like i pretty much love all these on the same level okay with my number one being slightly above the rest okay yeah but yeah house of a thousand corpses is the halloween rocky horror texas chainsaw crossover (laughs) That you never knew you wanted, and but holy shit, did we need it. And it's just so much packed into one movie. Of like, Rob Zombie was like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to make a movie again. I'm shoving everything in here. And it's just such a batshit, like, overload that it's just like, oh my god, I love it. And I know a lot of people hate Rob Zombie. I've always been a fan of his movies. Now, that's not to say I love every one of his movies, but I actually am, like, a fan of his style and everything. I know it's like the jokes like oh he just has everyone say motherfucker every three words and has to put his wife's ass in every movie and you know what i'm fine with both these decisions yeah sherry moon is good sometimes like she's great as baby um she's amazing in lords of salem oh the performance she gives in lords of salem is insane i can't wait to see her in the monsters oh shit when did lords of salem come out i think that was Uh, after it's been it was in the tens, yeah. Okay. I was there for a second, I was like, oh, fuck, did I fuck up my list? But no, okay. <laughs> I hope not, because I forgot, too. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was in the tens, though. That would be number one immediately. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number eight? Number eight is Slither. Oh, very good. Yes, James Gunn. I believe we covered this, right? We did do Slither, yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael Rooker is in this, uh, coming off of, like... You think of him as, like, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. And now he's Grant. And he's in, like, a button-up shirt with glasses. And he's, like, very, like, straight-laced. He's, like, isn't he, like, a teacher or something? And then he gets taken His over. His wife's a teacher. Oh, that's right. And he gets taken over by this weird alien slug thing. And it becomes this weird, gross, hilarious body horror movie. 
Dude, I think Slither is a love letter to horror. Man, this movie has everything. Like, lots of little cheap references, but also lots of, like, good ones and homages and stuff like that. Like, it's kind of like the old 50s invasions, like, alien invasion style movies, mixed with, like, your gross-out body horror of the 80s. Kind of like a, uh, being hunted in the woods carpenter, like, I don't know, like, the thing mixed with, I know you hate me for saying this, but you get what I mean. Like, a Predator vibes at point. Like, everything this does is just a love letter and a mix of everything that I like. And I think that's why I like Slither so much. And James Gunn, I think, loves Slither so much. He just brought it back, kind of, in the new The Suicide Squad movie. Where Starro comes out and is basically the slug things. Definitely. He even put the slugs and guardians when he directed that and everything. Yeah. And he definitely still has a lot of love for this movie. Also, Jenna Fisher plays a receptionist. <laughs> yeah, before The Office. Yes. And anything that she's in, I'm just like, I love it immediately. Yeah, I, I love Slither. What you got? All right, my number my number eight, Saw 2. Oh, okay. Uh... Dude, I think this is the best Saw movie oh. that they ever put up. I, I love Saw 2, because I just recently rewatched Saw 1, and it's still a really good movie, but I'm like, I feel like we don't get to what Saw is until Saw 2, and then not too far after Saw 2, Saw goes so over the top, it's insane. Saw 2 is that perfect, like, oh, this is great middle ground in all of it. I remember uh, I was going to do an, a complete Saw watch through, like a year ago. Or so. I was like, I'm going to have access to, they're all streaming at the same time. I'm going to do it. I haven't seen most of these. The first one I watched and I remember liking, I made it like halfway, three quarters of the way through the second one. And it's like, I can't deal with Dude Bro anymore and turned it off. Oh, Dude Bro's the worst. But what do terrible. Like, you put Friday 2009 on yours, and I'm not complaining about that. I'm like, it's the same thing, though. I fucking hate these people, and I love when they die. Yeah, and also, that's a... Well, the 2009 Dude Bro also just sucks so much, and that's a reason why it's probably a little lower on my list. Fair. I got you. Yeah, I really like Saw 2 a lot. I think it's like the crown jewel of the franchise, like, that they ever did. Okay. What do you got? Uh, what's next? Uh, seven. This will be your seven. Uh, I have Hatchet. Oh, fuck, yeah. Now it's my turn to say this to you. I'm surprised it's so low. I like Hatchet a lot, but Hatchet is Hatchet. It's campy. It's funny. It's It does what it does perfectly. You don't take it too sir, seriously. Sir, need I remind you, we both put Return of the Living Dead in our top three, or at least it was two for me. I no. don't know where it was for you in our 80s movie. That's a masterpiece. That's basically a play. Fair. That this one, if they had done what they did on Return of the Living Dead and, like, rehearsed for a week or two, it probably would have been better. <laughs> what do you need to rehearse in Hatchet? Okay, Kane's gonna grab you and rip your face off. Yeah, it's something organic would come out of it, like they could do a bunch more takes. Okay, fair. But, no, it is a fun movie. There's some awesome fun kills. Kane Hodder's great in it. Adam Green, I enjoy. He's just, like, a horror fan who, like, is like, yay, I get to make horror movies. I'm putting everybody in them. And it's definitely, like, sometimes the overload of, like, oh, my God, there's so many horror people in one room. Like, holy shit. Oh, definitely. I love this franchise. It's so good. Staring at, like, a signed Victor Crowley poster (laughs) by a bunch of the cast right now. So, yeah. Yeah, and if they make another one, of course I'm going to see it. Oh, that's a day one watch for me. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And then, let's go back to your house and record the episode. Yes, exactly. And we're like, oh my god, it was so good. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, my number seven, we can pretty much skip over because we just talked about it, was Slither. Oh, okay, very nice. What do you got for your number six, then? Uh, my number six is the very first R-rated movie I ever saw in theaters, Jason X. Oh, wait, wait. Ah, fuck, I was going to guess. I did know it. Oh. Yeah, I remember my parents bought me a ticket for it. Well, they were going to go take me to see it. And also, like, Miracle, the uh, hockey movie, was playing at the same time, I think. And it was one, it was some kind of sports movie was playing. And I didn't want to really see it. And they're like, no, we're going to go see that. And I was like, aww. And then mom took me over to the side and I heard dad say like three for Jason X. And I was like, and she's like, okay, yeah, we can't hide it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you still saw a goalie. 
Oh yeah, very true. But yeah, it's so campy. It's the last time we get to see Kane as Jason. So far as we know, it still could happen. But I think the fact that I don't know, man. We just ran into Kane. He's I don't know if we're seeing him as Jason Kane again. Looks amazing, and he's doing amazing, and nothing will ever happen to that man. Oh no, I'm not saying Kane's on death's door, but I just don't know if he'd still be doing Jason. Yeah, I he hope could, so. He could do anything you know he wants. I'm taking that back because he just did Leatherface for the new Texas Chainsaw game that's coming out. He did all the mocap yeah. for that, so maybe. And he's still like at least a few years ago did uh, the new Hatchet. So. Yeah, true. You know what? Good. That makes yeah. me happy to think. About Come on, that. Greg. <laughs> yeah, Jason X is so funny. You it know, is. Fuck everyone who talks shit on this movie. I see your snarky fucking tweets uh, yeah. all the time. People, oh, look, I mean, Friday was good, but Jason in space. Fuck, yes, Jason in space. It's amazing. Yeah, and he does it well. And Kane Hodder, I love that they continue it over, and I think that's one of the reasons it works so well, is that it's still the same Jason. He's just now in this situation kind of thing. Yeah. Dude, I really like Jason X. I haven't rewatched it in a bit, but man, uh, should I pull the curtain back when it is right now? Yeah. I mean, tomorrow is Friday the 13th. Maybe I'll rewatch Jason X tomorrow. Oh, yeah. It's been one I haven't seen in a minute, so I definitely want to watch it again. Yeah. All right. So that brings me to my number six. Yes. One we already covered, too. Jennifer's Body. Oh, very nice. You know I have a love for this movie. I've been waving this flag when everyone else was talking shit on this movie. I think it's so fun. And... Some of his moments in this, I think, are great. Are the fact, like, when she, like, rips people's guts out, like, makes a bowl of their, like, stomach and, like, flinging blood at a wall. <laughs> Something I thought was CGI and just recently learned was practical effects, where she, like, throws up the weird blood black yeah. needly stuff was real. And then, like, the unhinged jaw was practical. Oh, shit. I learned it was, like, a thing put over the face. Like, this movie was making all the right moves and a marketing campaign dropped the ball but yeah man, i really love this movie and that's i was gonna say the trailer sucks so hard because all it makes it out to be is like oh look there's a hot chick and like she may be evil but she's hot and it was like okay but i don't just want that like if that's that's what it made it out to like this is all it is it's basically like national lampoon presents jennifer's body <laughs> yeah exactly but Man, I'm glad people finally come around to it in later years. Yeah, and I'm so mad it took me so long to see it. <laughs> it's kind of like, you remember the movie Black Roses? Like the old movie? Mm, maybe. I know Joe Bob did a special. Okay, if he but did it, then I kind of like what it. Jennifer's body is. Like the evil band that comes to town and all the madness happens. It's kind of Jennifer's body. Yeah. Alright, what do you got for five? Okay, so top we're, five. we're into our top five. Um, I have The Devil's Rejects. Oh, so fucking good. Oh, I remember when I was in, like, middle school, I got the DVD of this, and I was so obsessed with it. Like, this is one of the first times I remember going through everything on the DVD. The commentaries, the interviews, the behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, I think there was a documentary on that DVD. Like, um there was so much shit about it. And I was like that perfect age for that stuff where I was just like, Oh, this is so badass!" Like, and that's always just kind of stuck with me. Dude. Devil's rejects is so fun. I think something it does better than house in my opinion is really introducing Spalding as not as much a background character right. as the main focus and narrowing the family down to the three, I think really makes this movie shine. Like I think the chemistry between Sherry, um, Sid Haig and Mosley, like, is perfect. Those oh, three yeah. together, if they would have made ten of these, I would have been there for all of them. Or even when they just did Three from Hell, which I enjoyed, but not anywhere near as much as I enjoyed the first two in the trilogy. I still love seeing those characters. Oh, definitely. And, I mean, we'll talk about Three from Hell whenever we cover yeah. Three from Hell. But, yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, I love Devil's Rejects so much. I've lost count of how many times I've watched this one. Just the fact if they got like Sid Haig and Bill Mosley and Sherry Moon basically like riffing in the van of like Tootie fucking Fruity. It's like, there is no ice cream in your fucking future. And then like hard cut to they have ice cream and Otis is mad. <laughs> Dude, and those moments are so fun. And then they're also depraved oh. and evil as hell. Like the the dig your own grave scene and the hotel room scenes and stuff like that is like 
the most evil, like, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer level shit. Yeah. And then, like, the turns this movie takes are just insane and shouldn't work, but it does. Especially, well, I remember, like, in all the stuff I watched with Rob Zombie on this when I was that age, I remember him being like, do you want to be the good guy? Because look at the good guy in this movie. He's going insane. He's drinking himself to death. He's completely out of his mind. Look at the bad guys. They're having a good time. They're partying. They're on a road trip. They're doing drugs. They're drinking. They're doing whatever they want. Whose side are you on? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and I remember being like that. I was like, you know, that age. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't be like them people. No, don't, yeah, do, don't that. do that. I remember my, I know what he's getting at. that age. I was like, you know, my big badass thing is. I, I acquired a cigarette, and I smoked half of it, and I coughed my lungs out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number five. Top five. Shaun of the Dead. Oh, what? The, that low? What the? What do you have at your top? What do you mean? I don't know what's left. That's number five. Yeah, this is top five. How many more? What else do you have? Your list is a mystery to me. Oh, okay. Well, I already yelled at you for putting something too low, so you can guess that. Shaun of the Dead 5. Yes! Wow. That's a good spot! That's the top five! Yeah. Well, I know you're number one now. Oh, no, not exactly. You know my number one. Oh, yes, I do now. Uh-huh. But anyway, Shaun of the Dead, number five. I was going to say a bunch of good things about this, but now I feel like I got to say, well, this is why I didn't get number one. I was about to talk all of why I got to number five. <laughs> Go, why is it number five? Why do you like the movie, Greg? Well, we did an episode on it, but... <laughs> Someone was drunk that episode. I went to the Winchester by myself, had a few pints, and I waited for the episode to blow over. So I don't know if you remember it, but I did say these things. I think Shaun of the Dead's the most fun time in the world. Like it's parodying like all the Romero and all honestly not just Romero, classic zombie stuff. Yeah. But without making fun of it. And when you can find that fine line of parody but not I guess satire, but not parody. I don't know. I'm not smart well, enough to say what I'm meaning here. But, like, w- loving parody yeah. is what I love very much when you can pull that off. Yeah, I had a do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, exactly. That's what the episode was. But, yeah, fucking good movie. All right. What do you got for your number four? Number four is Hey Paul! American Psycho. Excellent pick. Um, just the fact that like, hey, Paul has become this huge thing. Like, I love when it's like Huey Lewis in the news and uh, Weird Al did the parody of it, where Huey Lewis kill- kills Weird Al with the axe. Um, yeah. and even just the fact the movie itself is really good. Of it's like the man's man, like business guy, but it's also like, oh, okay, yeah, he's completely insane, or all this is made up, and he's actually like a little nothing person that looks up to all these guys. Insane either way. Exactly. But I love this movie so much. Oh, definitely. What you got? All right. Number four. Daddy. (laughs) Hatchet. Very nice. I mean, Hatchet's so fun. I've never had a bad time when I'm watching Hatchet. No, it's always, it's a movie you put on when you're like, I don't know what to watch. It's like, it's almost like Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3 of, oh, I just want to have a fun night. Put on any of the Hatchet movies. Oh, definitely. Now, Sleepaway Camp 3, I don't always have a fun time, but I like it enough. But 2, I know what you mean. I, I but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that some of them. I was about to go into a whole thing, but no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hatchet is... I think is also look at this list. Hash is the only like slasher that really gets gore yeah. at this time, if you ask me. Oh yeah, this was also the era of CGI blood, which is my least favorite thing in these goddamn movies. So the, if you have the ability to do practical effects, which you do, movie, because you're a movie, you have a budget. Do real fucking blood. It, as the worst it's looking. Cheaper too. The worst-looking fake real blood is a million times better than the best-looking CGI bullshit. Definitely, because it acts like real Ellie's liquid would. Yeah, it's not a blob that is on top of a picture, is what it looks like. It's like the blob in the 50s movies coming out of the screen at you. Definitely. But yeah, Hatchet, I think, is the shining example of gore in the 2000s. Yo, very much so. Adam Green gets it. (laughs) Definitely. 
What's your number three? Uh, number three, House of a Thousand Corpses. Holy shit. Dr. Satan! I won't lie, this is what I was expecting to be your number one coming in. Really? Yeah, I was expecting House to be your number one. Now I'm a bit intrigued. No, yeah, uh, House is just so good. Like I said, when Greg took picked it for his thing there's so much shit crammed into it it's almost like a quarter of it. it's like a rob zombie music video this is another one i remember like digging into the commentary and stuff in the background and uh rob zombie's talking something about like oh yeah you know the because it's the scene where she's baby is like dancing with the skeleton and whatnot and rob zombie's like oh yeah you know baby's a necrophiliac she fucks dead bodies and da-da-da. and mom came out of the kitchen and into my room and goes what you watching <laughs> like house of without the corpses it's the commentary she was like okay just making sure and she kind of looked at me and like left <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny i was thinking about this what is the cover for this? Oh, yeah, what is that thing? Yeah, I don't know where that thing is in this or, movie. Is, is that one of the things that are, like, you know when they get lowered into, like, the tunnel thing? And there's Maybe. all the water? There's, like, those zombies that come out of the way? They kind of look like that. Yeah, that's just a thing I was thinking of the other day when but I was looking at it. Like, what is that? It goes from, like, road trip movie to they stopped at the gas station to they go, like, on this, like, weird hunt for a tree that turns into they're basically at the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family's house. And then there's this weird subterranean, like Dr. Satan dungeon where he makes like the ultimate like warrior with like an ax and it like spits weird, like goop. Oh, Dr. Satan's so cool. I'm glad in the sequels that they honestly kind of just wrote Dr. Satan away. Man, in this movie, I love him. Did you see his deleted scene in Devil's Rejects? Yeah, Rosario Dawson. Yeah. yeah, which is so cool. Like, I agree with the cutting of Dr. Satan because it's completely off the walls and doesn't really belong in the other ones. But I wish they would have kind of left it in because Rosario Dawson's in it and I love her. That's like a scene you put in a movie when you fully th- say, we're done, we're not making any sequels, there's no way we're going to do a sequel. And then it comes like, oh shit, we're doing a sequel. Well, now what do we do about this whole Dr. Satan mess? Yeah, they're like, uh, let's just say they left him in the hole. He's still down there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that house is great. Yeah. I can't wait till we do that movie one day. Oh, me too. That's definitely, uh, well, it may be coming up this October. Maybe. Dude, our October's going to be massive this year. <laughs> we just... oh, I'm not looking for, we're literally, right now, what month are we in? We're in May recording this. We were talking about this weekend, I'm like, maybe we should start on some of the October yeah. stuff. We've been like, how many movies have we said like, oh yeah, we're doing that this October. We're doing a million yeah. movies this month. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be rough. Okay. Speaking of October. Yes. My number three is Trick or Treat. Oh, great movie. I love Trick or Treat. Man, is there a better Halloween like movie? I don't mean Halloween the franchise, but like a movie about Halloween. I do not believe so, because this is 100% one of my, I must watch it on Halloween at least one time. I've watched it twice before on the day, but it encapsulates so much the feeling of that holiday. Yeah, you know what? I've been begging for a sequel to this movie. I don't even know what they do. Just like, give. it doesn't even have to be related. Just have Sam running around the background and give me like, Ten more stories, like, going on interconnected. I was randomly watching Mr. Lobo the other day, and he had on the girl that played Sam. Uh, Sam was played by a boy, Quinn Lord. Well, uh, they said that it was Sam from Trick or Treat on Mr. Lobo. Oh, that's weird. I know Quinn Lord was Sam, though. Maybe it was one of the... Maybe she played Sam in a couple scenes? I don't know. I think Mr. Lobo got one over on you. Did Mr. Lobo get tricked? I think so. It was a trick or treat. Some girls just like watch what I'm going to get this guy to say. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I know, like, because I follow the guy who played Sam. Oh. He's an adult now. Unless I. She was a different character, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was a late night Mr. Lobo watching session for me, so my memory's fuzzy. But yeah, trick or treat's so fun. It's become like kind of it's so weird because there's only ever one of them, but it's become like Sam is up there like when you see like greatest horror characters and stuff. You always see Sam mixed in with everyone else that you know. Oh, and I have so much Sam merchandise because thank God like Spirit Halloween like just fully like dove into like we're basically the trick or treat store now. Oh yeah. 
I was thinking I don't, and then I turned around for a brief second. I saw Sam on the same shelf twice. One in yeah. Funko Pop form, and one is a Toonie Terror. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I do. Oh yeah, I have that great like ceramic one of with the light up thing where he's sitting on the pumpkin. I got that last. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. All right, what do you got? Top two? What's your number two? My number two. What do you think my number two is, Greg? Oh, I mean, I thought Shaun of the Dead was your number one. It's Shaun of the Dead. Oh. Well, I don't know what your number one is now. Yeah, okay. Shaun of the, the Dead is just so amazing. I love buddy comedy so much. Like I, if listeners of the podcast and you know Greg, I love like Clerks the movie. Um, it's just because it's like those two guys. This movie is just about these two guys. And I even love at the very end, Sean can't let him go, and Ed is in the shed to play video games with him still. Where he's like, I'm going to pop out to the shed, Liz. And she's like, don't take long. And he's like, I won't. You want to talk about a character who really got the short end of the stick in Shaun of the Dead? Is Liz. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Because every like complaint and like legit issue she had with Shaun at the beginning of the movie is still there at the end. But just half of London's gone besides him. And she just moves in with him. And he's exactly the same. Yeah. Or she learned to accept who he is. Or they just went through trauma together. I don't know, but yeah, Liz got a shitty ending in Shaun of the Dead. Well, I don't know. She got to move in. They had a happy ending. She did all right. I guess. Because I'm thinking, because I was about to be like, it's almost like me and Liz, where I still get to do whatever I want, and she's just happy to be with me. And I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Uh, You want number two? Yeah, what's number two? A movie you put insultingly low on your list. Jason X. Oh, okay. I'm surprised it's number two. I mean, it's number two out of the 2000s. Let's yeah. not get too excited here. But yeah, it's Jason X. Yeah, okay, very nice. Everything we said earlier, Jason in space. Man, it's so fun. It is. I really love the movie. Definitely watch it if you haven't. Don't listen to the fucking people. Whatever. It's better than any of the other Go to Space movies. You know what's funny? Everything people say about this movie, I agree with, but it's a positive for me. They're like, oh, they ran out of ideas and sent Jason to space. And I'm like, yeah, yes, they did. I'm so happy for it. Because they did seven in a row where they were at the same location. Yes. And believe me, I still want movies at that location. But this was fun. Exactly. All right, Brett. Uh-huh. The time has come. My number one. What? Is your number one. And out of this list, it's actually legitimately a movie that I enjoy, Trick or Treat. Oh, dude, I said I had no idea what it was right when I said Trick or Treat. I'm an idiot. (laughs) I know. Yeah, okay. Perfect. (laughs) It was a top three for me, too. Okay, yeah. It's so good. Like, this is a movie that anytime, like, I want to be like, oh, man, like, I'm tired of, like, summer and the heat and whatnot. You just crank the air conditioning and put on Trick or Treat and light, like, a pumpkin candle. And put on some like orange lights, and you're like, okay, all for like the next hour and a half, it's Halloween. Oh, definitely. Trick or Treat is such a fun movie, and it definitely puts you directly into that mood right away. Oh, yeah. And it's just so, it's a great mixture of like, it's really funny, but it's also like horrifying at certain points, and like sometimes it's sad. Like, it's really great what they do with it. Like, I want them to make the sequel they've been talking about for years. Definitely. I I really want to see it. I don't know what's holding them up. It seems like an easy script to write because just make all new stories and have Sam running through the background. That's what the first one is. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you could easily, like, even if it's a thing of the studios don't want to do it, crowdfund it. Mystery Science Theater just made millions of dollars to do the brand new season. You don't think people would throw some money in to be like, hey, give us 25 bucks and we're going to like, it's a pre-order for the Blu-ray, but you go ahead and give it to us. We're going to make the movie. Just don't even crowdfund it. Just take some of that merch cut that you get exactly. every October. Oh, yeah. I've already spent over $25, way over $25 on your shit. So come on. Yeah. Just take a small cut of that and make your movie. Yeah. But it's almost like that teasing thing of like how long it took Freddy versus Jason to come out. It's still going to be like another 10 years or something. Yeah. But man, and not even talking about a potential sequel. Halloween's like. Halloween. Trick or Treat is like legendary to me. I know a lot of people don't dig it. I really love this movie though. Oh yeah, it's perfect basically. So. Oh fuck. 
we never counted down our list. Oh. Oh, well. I mean, we've went back and forth enough. Do I have to say these movies right. again? <laughs> oh, we'll do it at the end then. Okay. Right. My number one, already mentioned, The Devil's Rejects. Okay. Okay. Cannot argue with this that. This is my favorite 2000s horror movie. Uh, people who don't like Rob Zombie's style, you're not going to get it, and I get that. But I enjoy it, and so I think this is his masterpiece. Yeah, it's definitely... Uh, this is probably the most popular Rob Zombie movie. It's between his two first ones, to yeah, be honest. probably. Or Halloween, but didn't oh, be yeah. fine. But there's also a lot of shit talk that goes into that Halloween movie. But yeah, I love The Devil's Rejects. Everything I said earlier, I'm not going to harp on it again too much. I think it's a fantastic movie, and honestly, my favorite horror movie of the 2000s. Yeah. To 2009. I don't know how I even describe 2000s. Like, how I write, shorten it, anything like that, but yeah. Well, then it's like the 2010s, because the way I was like, I didn't know either, really, and then I was like, okay, it's like the 1900s and the 1910s. Oh, fair. Okay. All right, so to run down my list... At 15, Land of the Dead. 14, American Psycho. 13, Cabin Fever. 12, Ginger Snaps. 11, Freddy vs. Jason. 10, Planet Terror. 9, House of a Thousand Corpses. 8, Saw 2. 7, Slither. 6, Jennifer's Body. 5, Shaun of the Dead. 4, Hatchet. 3, Trick or Treat. 2, Jason X. And 1, The Devil's Rejects. Very nice. Alright, 15, I got Freddy vs. Jason. 14 is Jennifer's Body. 13 is Citizen Toxie, The Toxic Avenger Part 4. Uh, number 12 is My Name is Bruce. Number 11 is The Texas Chainsaw Massacre Remake. Number 10 is Bubba Hotep. Number 9 is The Friday the 13th Remake. Number 8 is Slither. Number 7 is Hatchet. Number 6 is Jason X. Number 5 is uh, The Devil's Rejects. Number 4, American Psycho. Number three, House of a Thousand Corpses. Number two, Shaun of the Dead. And at number one, Trick or Treat. Very good. Look, 2000s, in my opinion, not a great decade for horror. You really just had Platinum Dunes taken over to varying effects. And then weird other movies. We didn't hit the Haunted House boom yet, but like it was right around the corner. It It was a weird time for horror. Like The ones that are good are fantastic. The other ones... No. No. But anyway, but that's it. That's pretty much my top 15 and your top 15 of the 2000s. I'd say, like, I hope you guys found something new to check out, but honestly, you've probably seen all of these. Probably, because most of them are very, like, kind of well-known movies. Yeah, but yeah, that's it. Yep. Uh, we're going to do more of these. Like, we're going to do all the other decades, and honestly, we'll probably do, like, subgenres and stuff, like, Top whatever vampire, top whatever slashers, things like that. Like, we'll have a lot of these coming out here and there. Yeah, we like lists. Yeah, so (laughs) that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, I don't know when this is coming out, but whenever it does, Friday there'll be the new regular episode, so make sure you check that out. Yeah, and unless you have anything else, man. No, that's all I got. All right, well, thanks for listening, and we hope that this list has left your brain throbbing with horror.